What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Melodic, and you're listening to STP Radio. Nothing you hear on this show is financial advice. We love to hear that. So we host the LF Grove After Party, if, you're, if you weren't aware. And the last one, NFP got kind of was discussing about all the things that happened with him, and there was a big audience, and it ended up going on for like three hours, <laughs> which is kind of... Well, sorry, I got right there for a sec. So it went, it went on for a long time. Our thing got postponed. So, But we'll be back at it next week. I have the timer on Twitter that says I can only use it for an hour a day. It's 10.30 in the morning, and I've already exceeded that hour. My phone just let me know that. So i got to be careful about that or just maybe up that limit because clearly one hour is not nearly enough time considering that my spaces are an hour at least, and I'm doing at least two today. So so there's that. Anyway, Jeremy, maybe just a little intro to you, what, what you're doing, how, how your brand's come along, and we'll kind of dive into things. Yeah, good morning. What's going on, Chris? Nice to meet you, Flourish. See some friends in the audience. Hello, everybody. Yeah, my name's Jeremy. I, uh, I am a brand, uh, not by choice, but by, I guess, response. Like, you know, we live in a world where identity is commodified and, and media builds reputation, and at one point... In 2021, when I discovered NFTs, I was brought in with VFriends, and I decided to make a lot of content and media. And so people were badgering me for months, like, "What are you? Do- Why are you doing this? What do? You- What's your goal? Are you going to start selling something?" And I was like, "No, I really just want to be in closer to Gary Vee and get this scholarship." Without giving all the details, and because it's kind of a long story, but you know, VFriends offered a scholarship to five. Uh, winners of their Sorcerer Scholarship NFT. And so that was like my main driver. And it wasn't until like, and that was April, no, that was May of 2021. It wasn't until like October, November that I really was like, okay, I should, I should have a plan. People are, people are asking me this question for a reason. Um, Strategies matter, you know, goals, intentions matter. But like my intention was easy. It was like, I just want to like, connect the dots i've always been a a teacher and an educator so like connecting the dots between people helping them understand wallets security and just like basic news stuff that most working people don't have time to keep up with for one project let alone a dozen um so that 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 revealed itself to me very quickly but so yeah the last the last year and change um yeah i thought more about brand i've probably accomplished maybe like five percent of everything i could have imagined but you know things kind of like things kind of happen on their own too like there's a lot of there's a lot of unforeseen consequences to just being consistent so i think if i have anything to offer in the brand conversation it'll mostly be about being consistent but i also am a professional storyteller and i think story is probably the most powerful communication tool uh so yeah happy to dive in. I know that was kind of a, a, a weird introduction, but it's also the first human words I said this morning. So that's that's why you got that 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 word salad. And thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Um, I love the word salad. It was, it was really well put together considering it's the first things you said today. So I um, appreciate that. And something you said in there was a story. That is a key component. And I think everything in life is building that narrative and you see it play out in real life with, I mean, a, an easy example. This is kind of low-hanging fruit, but I'm going to take it anyway, is you look at the brand Elon Musk's built and his correlation to Tesla. You know, they don't have to be necessarily be a profitable company. And the stock, and so, I mean, like, okay, like things kind of are playing themselves out, but we have seen a huge growth there that didn't really make if you look at a balance sheet, a lot of sense, but it, it kind of goes to sit the speak to the power of building personal brand and building that story, which is something he's done really well at. So I think that was a really key point that I actually don't have here in my deck. And uh, something that I did want to kind of, you know, put an emphasis on is like, I put together some notes about building brand, but like the, the important thing that no matter whose content you're consuming, it's always like they're writing at their ability at that time so like this space is like kind of um not cap but it's like i've grown this far and like i can tell you to help people from like my level down i guess you could say so like depending on the person's level that's going to be important thing to kind of keep in mind i've 
put together some best advice that I've learned so far, things that I'm doing, things that I'm working on. And I think that that can really help a lot of people. And um, I see Gentle Tornado on stage. She's done an incredible job. The dude always bringing the vibes. He's got a little bit of an edge on all of us, I would say, because he's building this brand around his own face. So you love to see that. I'm over here with this cartoon JPEG. And when you're messaging people not in the Web3 world, things can get a little weird. I've had some interesting conversations. I asked someone, I want to do a, uh, I want to do a space just on how to write better tweets. Very basic and simple. It's just writing principles. And I'm actually having people say, oh, we're in different niches. I don't think that's a good idea. But, I mean, writing is writing. It doesn't matter which niche you're in. So it's been um, something I'm thinking more and more about is, like, how smart is it? To build your brand around a cartoon JPEG if you want to scale beyond this world. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but it's just food for thought. But to kind of just get the ball rolling, I kind of have four key points. First is define your brand. Two is create a playbook. Three is build your network. And four is modify on the fly. So those are kind of the key points of things I want to tackle today. And I want to get input from everyone. And, and just hopefully we have a really great discussion and we can all leave with some tidbits of information that improves ourselves. But before I continue on a long rant and bore everyone and the audience leaves, I do want to hear from Gentle Tornado just because I appreciate Yo, Chris, you coming up. Bob, and before, before you throw it to Gentle Tornado, and we're all, we all can't wait for it, it's the best part of anybody's day, let's be honest. But can you just run through that list again? Because you, because, and it's actually a good learning moment. You, you put up, you put in so much information in like three seconds. There was like, there was like 21 words in less than three seconds. And people need more time to actually digest big concepts. Like there was one in there that I was like, oh shit, I haven't even really thought about that. But it went by so fast, I didn't even get to consume it. I just heard it. It was like in one ear, out the other. Well, that's a great point. And here's some alpha on that is that this is actually going to be on one of my newsletters, this entire space. So everything I'm reading is literally from my newsletter. And that could be a little alpha there for the people. If you do like this and you thinking to yourself, man, I should be taking notes, but you're not. Fear not. I've done it for you. But unfortunately, you'll have to subscribe to my newsletter. I know that can be a pain in the, a pain in the butt, but it is in my bio. But I'm going to go through that again, and we'll discuss yeah, it. Yeah, just, just chew the words a little bit more, you know, so we can, we can latch on to them. No, that's, no, that's super good feedback. I definitely appreciate that. And we will get to that. But I need before I get to that, I think I do need to hear a little something. Because um, I'm feeling a little down right now, you know, like... Space didn't start as, as right exactly on time. I was a minute off. I mean, my coffee wasn't quite light enough this morning. And I needed a little something. Let's go, baby! Oh, my God. Time to get that one out. Got to get the blood flowing. Let's fucking ride. Listen, yeah, Jeremy's still asleep. So, you know, we got to be a little bit, uh, we have a little bit of empathy for him. I, you know, I've been up since 4 a.m. It's okay. We fucking are out here. Listen, um, I'm pumped to get into this. I don't even, I, I don't remember what you said either, but that's because I'm driving. So I'm just listening to you and hoping to contribute in any way possible because I did, I did build my brand around my face on purpose and not around a cartoon JPEG. So we're fucking absolutely riding. Vibes are super high. Just to tell you guys, uh, I fell asleep at my laptop last night for the second night in a row. So if you guys don't think we're grinding out, we're fucking grinding, baby. Well, you love to hear that. So it comes with the energy. I'm going to have to up my game a little bit because his energy is 10x mine. He's got that going for him for sure. And luckily for him, building his brain around his face, he's a handsome lad. That's the advantage he has on me. That is for sure. I also brought up Super Spacious. They've been, like, they've been really, really supportive of me and helping me along my way. So... Uh, I thought they were a relevant account to bring up because, A, they've been supporting a lot of uh, brands and creators in the space, and they've seen people do this well, and they've seen people do this not so well. So I would definitely think they would have some insight on this. So, Superspace, I don't know if you want to do a little intro to yourself or, or what. <clears throat> what is good, Chris? Thanks for having me up. This is Fred on the account. Really appreciate the invite. GM, GM to everyone from Rio de Janeiro, so it's a tropical GM. I hope you're feeling it. Uh, we are a growth platform for creators, and uh, we start off with giving you Twitter space analytics that you can't get anywhere else. Uh, I'll keep it short at that, and I'm really excited to talk about how to build your brand in this 
new times where Twitter is introducing a bunch of things like coins and, and all those sorts of things that are going to make value rise to the top, at least we think and hope. So, yeah, over to you, Chris. Well, that was an offer I've never heard about. Might have to dig into that a little bit. Twitter coins, that's an interesting concept. So anyway, so... Yeah, and let's stay on that for a second. It's maybe not like the first place to start for everybody, but a tagline is super powerful. Like like the super spaces coming in with the tagline, really brief one or two sentences, What, who you are, what you do is awesome. Gentle Tornado, in my opinion, is the master of that. Wow, Jeremy, that was the perfect statement. You... MVP, because the very first point I made is one, define your brand. And when you define your brand, the first point I have is create a brand slogan. Create a slogan similar to a presidential campaign model. You know, uh, bridging the gap to the 21st century, that's a very powerful slogan. I made mine a journey of growth. That's, it's, it's very clear as to what I'm doing. Like I'm on this journey, I'm growing, and I'm sharing my experience with you. And when you do that, it does two things, in my opinion, is it gives you a general direction to clarify your mission, but it also lets the audience know what you're building as well. Now, Flourish, I know you have been thinking hard on this. I don't think you've come up with yours yet, but what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I want to first start off by saying what's good to everybody in the audience. All the homies are here. Got gentle tea, positivity coursing through his blood. Uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, I saw your tweet about like making this, this slogan and I don't have one yet, but it's going to be something to do with like the visual element that I'm trying to bring. So I want it to be kind of short, sweet and simple like yours is. Uh, but I think I asked you on that tweet actually, but I just want to like bring it up just, just in case. Um, I don't know if it's something that came naturally to you or it was sort of like a process to, to find something. So was there like a process to find that that slogan for you or was it sort of just like because I think you said your your old podcast was named something like that, right? So it was just sort of like already in the inventory, I guess. Yeah, I wish I could drop some alpha here on like a simple exercise you can do. I'm sure there is. So I read this book called Platforms and they asked you like 20 questions you could answer. But I found that a little um, like it was like you got to do a lot of thinking. You got to think really hard. I did have a podcast years ago called A Journey of Personal Growth. And I've always really liked that concept of like going on a journey with the creator, especially when you're like in the dirt, which is which is where I am. I'm currently like on that journey. And I, I've always loved educating. So it's, it was kind of just putting my core values together. I was thinking about your motto and I was hoping I could find something that had the word flourishing in it. But it, it, it's been tricky. Um, but I see Gentle over there with his hand up. What's going on, brother? <clears throat> Yeah, <clears throat> I think like it's very, very tough to like construct a slogan. I think it needs to be super organic. Um, and for you, Flourish, like, you know, uh, I think like flourishing through whatever the fuck you want to do. But I think like it definitely needs to be organic. Um, and then definitely um, just one piece of advice is a very hard thing to do. And it's going to sound pretty intense, but definitely don't say trying. Trying is like one of the most powerful, powerless words in the, in the world. And so. When you say like I'm creating, right? Don't say I'm trying because you are actively creating what you're doing with your uh, visuals and stuff. And so I think like, yeah, like, I don't fucking think there's any way to like write this down to be like, oh, I'm gonna come up with slogan unless you're like a professional jingle writer. And so just be like, yeah, like you just start throwing shit out, writing down maybe bullet points of shit you love, and then boom, like you might just come up with it. Yeah, I really resonate that message, and that's kind of. Um how I feel about it too. Like it, it's not easy. Like it, it can't. And like, I would argue that my simple slogan, a journey of growth is at the mercy of like five years of self-awareness. So it's, it's definitely not an easy thing. And you, I really got to self-reflect. So I definitely re resonate that magic, but we get Louie with his hand up. He's a supporter. You love to see him here. Wait till you hear his voice. It is dreamy. What's going on, Louie? GM, GM. How's everyone doing? I don't know if you can hear the rain. It just decided to rain at the very second that it was my turn to speak, but it's okay. Um, we're, we're still, we're vibing. Um, now, I, I wanted to say I, I love what Morris was saying I, and, and Gentle T. Um, I wouldn't work, I wouldn't like try to rush too much. Um, the other day I, I saw Chris's tweet about coming up with the slogan and then 
lo and behold, I go looking for a, a slogan. Well, guess what? If you if you try to rush it, you might end up with a Dr. Seuss type cover as your slogan, which it, there's nothing wrong with Dr. Seuss. I love me some Dr. Seuss, but um, I just just make sure that you're not rushing it. You don't want to end up with uh, something funny and, you know, so, yeah, I will end it there. Uh, I, actually, one more thing. Gentle T, um, we talk about consistency a lot in, in space, consistent, being consistent in your habits. Um, uh, you're not disciplined or consistent enough if you don't go a third night sleeping at your laptop. So I want to hear that you fell asleep at your laptop. And, uh, um, I'll wait for that tomorrow. So great, great chilling with you guys. Y'all have a good day. I appreciate that feedback, and I think you're bringing up a good point, which is number four on my list is modify on the fly. So even if you do come up with kind of a Dr. Seuss type thing, you can always modify it and grow because I, I don't think anyone should feel stuck in their brand. Like, you can pivot 100%. Like, if I talk about, I might switch to race cars tomorrow. I might just do that, and all that means is I'm going to have some time of pain because my audience is going to shift. But like you're allowed to modify. And I kind of like that term modify on the fly. I feel like that's something Gary Vee would resonate with the way I worded that. Maybe it was subconscious because I'm kind of a, I guess you could call a fanboy. I spent 9.5 ETH on that hangout hawk. Holy cow. How did I pull that one off? But we got, we got um, gentle T with his hand up and we have Craig of crypto. We'll we'll go over to gentle T and then hit up Craig. No, no, no. Hey, Craig first. What's up, Craig? GM, everyone. Craig O from Connecticut. I, um, first off, I want to say I just subscribed last week, Chris, to Chris's uh, email. Your writing style is absolutely phenomenal. I'm a student of this game day in and day out, uh, creating content for, for my podcast. But most importantly, I have to be very careful with my time. And when I subscribe to a newsletter, I give it two or three reads and I go, either this makes sense for me and where I'm going or it doesn't. So bravo, my friend, you do an incredible job. I'm just excited every time uh, you, I get an email from you. Looking forward to just learning more um, from what you're putting out there in the space. And the last thing I would say is, uh, you know, trying is absolutely the most powerless word you could possibly use. So I always say I'm in the process of and building for the future. So just some... Just some thoughts, and everybody have an amazing day. I'm just going to sit back and listen. I appreciate those those words, Craig. I've I haven't got many compliments on my writing, so I, I definitely appreciate that. And so a story that I I recently told, being a little vulnerable here on stage, is at the age of 12, I was pretty old. I couldn't read or write, and it it, it took a lot of work to come to a place where I could do that. And now I spend a lot of time doing both those things. Um, and so just hearing that really kind of makes me feel like really good. So I, I appreciate those, those words a lot. What's going on, gentle T? Yeah, that's a fucking massive win, my guy. Um, yeah, Craig, absolute goat. Let's just put that, let's just say that right away. Dude. Fucking absolute legend. Um, yeah, I also, I, you know, I bought up my second V friend at 15 ETH, you know what I mean? For 65 K Chris. So I feel your pain, my guy. We're absolutely riding. But the thing I would say about, you're talking about being able to pivot. I think that's a massive like lesson for life. But you know, for me, like my kind of my slogan started out as let's fucking go. And that's just, uh, you know, like you can't say that everywhere. You know, I curse a lot, but you can't say that everywhere. So it slowly transitioned into we are riding, which is super universal now. No, that's a great point. And that's a great, and like, it suits you so well, and, you, and I would think you didn't, like, sit there and, like, with a pen and paper and, like, think of things. Like, it just kind of came naturally to you over time. Yeah, no, it absolutely just happened, you know, and then I just leaned into it way more, and, and you know, it, it kind of just caught on, and now it's just fucking the movement. You love it. I don't know whose hand came up first, so just because I see in this order here, I'll go Jamie, and then we'll go over to Super Spaces. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, consistency is key. Being adaptable is key. I just wanted to add a little wrinkle to the slogan conversation. Um, you know, when we're discussing brand, it's important to recognize that, um, like, I think about this in, in the way of how we think about influencers in the space. Like, there aren't that many people, or I <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't want to be too judgmental, but like, the people who are actually providing value in the space very rarely self-identify as influencers, right? Uh, everyone is an influencer. Everyone has some degree of influence 
uh, even if it's just simply over themselves, if you're an absolutely perfectly private person. And I mention that because when it comes to your brand, there are aspects that you can control and there are aspects that you don't control, specifically your perception by you know the social graph, right? And so when you're thinking about your slogan, that's like kind of like the, the thing that you want people to view you as, but ultimately they're going to interpret the way that you interface and, and act out that slogan. So I, I think there's like a few other key words to introduce here, which are your purpose, your vision, and your mission. And they're all slightly different. Like to, we could and, and we could do a space on, on each individual one. But like to be kind of reductive about it. Like your purpose is why you're doing the thing. What is the why behind your slogan? Your vision is, is more so like how you see it unfolding and what you want for others. Whereas your mission is the like more quantifiable outcome of living your purpose and vision. I think there's some great points and it kind of made me think of this stat that I read last night that really blew my mind and I read this. 99% of the internet consumes content, 1% creates. So just by being in that 1%, you're already doing yourself a huge service because you have 99% of the internet consuming content, which is really powerful. And the other point that it made me think of is also this, your, your con like, we all have two things. This is something else I recently looked at really like kind of hit me. It's like we all have two things that are true. We all have our credit and we all have a personal brand and it's up to us to manage both those things. And they happen whether or not you decide to manage it or not. When I go to click on anyone's profile, that is their personal brand. When an opportunity comes knocking from Web3 or Web2, they're going to view your Twitter and you better hope you like what they see because that is reality is that is our resume. So we'll, we'll go over to super spaces. <clears throat> Absolutely love this topic. I uh, wanted to echo a point that Gentle made earlier around the organic nature of how this comes up and uh, love what Jeremy said around purpose and that everyone, regardless of whether it's a, a company brand or a personal brand, has to take the time to think this through. And this is not a fast process at all. So it, it, it's good to take weeks and have weekly meetings with the people in your team around this. And so... What, what we've done in terms of coming up with a slogan, we've kind of let this just appear organically as time passed. And, uh, and we have different slogans, and you'll see different ones come up. And for us, it was just to get people excited about, about hosting spaces. It was very simple. Ready, set, host. And we made this our show name every week, and, and we do this, and we say this. And internally, our slogan has a little, little bit more urgency. Um, it's called Spaces Every Fucking Day. <laughs> This is how we rile each other up, uh, yeah, internally. But that's not something that we can communicate outwards because it's not the brand that we want to communicate. And so this ties back into the conversation, what values do you want to communicate outside? If you have a PFP profile pic, um, perhaps it's easier for you to vibe with the DGEN community and, and say things like Bozo and, and, and all those things and fit in. And that has its, its advantages. Uh, but if you want to leave yourself more wiggle room and want to be more open to things outside of Web3 and, and just also be a bit more agnostic, I think the face as a PFP is, is unbeaten. And so, uh, yeah, just take it slow. Things will come up organically, what you stand for and what you want to communicate. And uh, just, yeah, keep on doing it every day. That's kind of the message I wanted to say. No, I love that message. I think that's really powerful. And, it's been, and I did like the point you made about actually some of the benefits of having a PFP. That is very true. Um, I do have to go to my co-host. He's got privilege at the co-host seat, and then we'll go over to Gentle Tanana. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll be quick with this. I just wanted to hit a point that you just said, uh, Chris, a little earlier about 99% of people consuming. And I think I always thought consuming content was a problem until I realized that it was like an outlet for me to actually create. Because half the time you know chris you if you've been in this space you know everything that comes out of my mouth i said this before is probably some sort of alex harmozy quote so like when i feel like i'm like sort of speaking off of something that i don't really know per se like i'm taking information from somebody who's way ahead of me right so like if i give you know like i don't usually give any type of like 
finance advice per se, but like even some of the like concepts I talk about on my Twitter, it's literally from like all the stuff that I watch. So I think it's important for people to realize that like consuming things isn't the problem. It's just that you can't then take what you're watching and put it into something. But once you do that, it's like, it's so much more valuable because like now, like I don't want to say it'll give you an excuse because I, like, I don't think you should sit and watch videos all day long, but at least when you do that now, it's not really just for like mindless, just sitting there and watching. You can actually take it and just like plug it into uh, an outlet, which is obviously like creating content. So, yeah. Flourish, always bringing the heat. Uh, you, you make a great point there, um, especially because the reality is, at least for me, sometimes when I'm creating my content, it's actually just solidifying what I learned. And that's been a huge part of what, what I've done as well. Um, Gentle Tornado. <clears throat> tornado, sorry. <laughs> you can call me whatever. Um, I think, yeah, great, great points. Um, you know, Super, super Space has brought up so, much, so many great things. But I think one of the most important things is to, going back to Jeremy's point, is having those three things. We're having your, your important statements, right? So that I can get up on any space. I can get into any interaction. Um, I always tell people that every single interaction is a sale. And that doesn't mean like you're, you're literally selling something, but you're selling yourself, right? So, you know, my slogan is we are writing. My mission is I'm an honest enthusiast or my, yeah, my my why is I'm an honest, enthusiastic and successful man that will inspire others to live their life through happiness. And then my mission is to make positivity love. So when I deliver that in a space right there off the top of my dome, right? It's not even off the top of my dome, it's in my soul is like, that's power in itself. And so I think that one of the most important things is coming up with your why, because when you can deliver that to people, it shows a different level of like almost seriousness, but also being able to deliver that is like very, very important. No powerful points. You are clearly ready to speak at NFT NYC. Uh, if I was in New York, I would be there. You'd love to hear that. So you're, you're ready to go. I would definitely attend that event with that energy and that message, because what you're saying is hundred percent true. Um, there were a couple of hands that were up and went down. Uh, Super spaces. I don't know if you had something you wanted to uh, comment on. Absolutely, ready to see that as well. Gentle T, we'll see each other in New York, my man. Uh, Flores, your point, absolutely love it. I think the consumption of content isn't it actually the start of every creator's journey? And I would actually make a little caveat there. I think it's the conscious consumption of content. So uh, I keep a list, like a list of my mentors and. I don't mean mentors in the sense that I meet with them personally, but mentors where I can like tune in and really learn and aspire to be more like them, to just really transform myself into a better version, right? And so when you say a name like Alex Formosi, right, it's a guy that I absolutely admire for just what he's done in terms of media, right? And I think in an age where we're now seeing trends, if it is the first decade that it's possible to become a billion dollar brand as a creator, create a billion dollar personal brand with the Joe Rogans, with the Lex Friedmans and Mr. Beast, uh, keep those handy, consume this content if this inspires you and, and see what you can learn from them to, to start your own creator's journey is what I'd say. I agree with you hundred percent, bro. And like, what you just said about like us living in a new age, it is, it is like wild because like, I'm even thinking too, like it's a pretty, it's pretty obvious to say that like you can take the information that you learn and apply it. But like, you're always like learning from people who already know things. You're always like, whether it's a teacher, whether it's school, like whatever it is, you're always going to somebody ahead of you in the game to learn something. And like, I just think this is seriously like a new age. I mean, obviously, but you know, like back in the day, it was books, it was teachers, it was this, it was this. But now like, I have like mentors that aren't even like, I don't even know them, right? Like I just watch them through a screen and they just inspire me and give like top tier advice that I feel like I should be like paying for. So it really is like, like a new time that we live in. And I've talked about this before, but like the, the quote that, you know, you become the sum of the five people that you're around. I think that also applies to content, right? Like the five creators you watch, like if you're watching like all self-help people, like again, not like all day, but like if literally all you consume is this self-help, I would imagine you're going to start to embody the habits of the people that you watch just because you aspire to be like them and you just want to embody their actions. So I think it's really important too, like when you are taking in this content, it's always with, with intention, right? Like it's always with the intention of like, okay, I can apply this advice 
it can, you know, help me in my journey. Maybe I can, you know, turn this advice, rephrase it into some sort of tweet because I think it's valuable, which, which again, I've been doing a lot with like Dan Coe, Alex Hermosi, like all these people who just like make me think, um, watching like the Andrew Huberman podcast, like a lot of like, I just try to get like really good content creators and just watch their stuff and turn it into, uh, some sort of, uh, inspiration for a newsletter or a tweet. So, yeah, I just wanted to, to agree with you there. Super. Like we really are living in, in a new age and I think it's going to inspire like some of the greatest creators and it already has. So I'm, I'm kind of, I, I resonate with all that. That makes a lot of sense to me. And I'm realizing that, um, the idea of breaking down these four points in one space is unrealistic because we are going to keep this at an hour. We're half hour in and we've gotten to the first bullet point. So there's a lot to dig in here. And I so saw I'm re- really bullish on that. So, um, this space, I guess will really cater to defining your brand because when it comes to that, there's a lot of key kind of bu- bullet points and we've already got to a lot of them. The next thing I kind of want to go on about was uh, about being intentional with your profile, so we can get to that. But before we do that, one of my favorite guys in the space, Dgens, has his hand out. What's going on? Hey, Chris. Hey, Forrest. Great having, uh, great being up here. Thank you as always. And um, yeah, I just had a, like one small point, and I think Gentle Tornado was in that space as well as Roberto's uh, Metaverse space yesterday, and he had a few content creators come up including uh, Kings the Creator and Ash Robin. And something they mentioned that kind of relates to this conversation is, you know, you guys are talking about, you know, your content you consume, and that all revolves around uh, kind of, you know, your Twitter feed and what you're engaging with. Because whatever you engage with on your Twitter feed is what's going to consistently pop up. And that's something that Ash kind of spoke about. Like Twitter, crypto Twitter right now, and NFT Twitter right now is just a disaster of mindless content. And it's important that we kind of not engage with that mindless content and kind of grow out of our own ways of what we're doing right now. Because Ash brought up a fantastic point about, um, you know, non-Web3 people looking at Web3 Twitter. And I think what's going to really define some new brands in this space is those that, like, relate to the people who are not in Web3 to onboard them into this, you know, this niche. And that's just, you know, a little thing like I definitely highly recommend just, you know, revolving around this uh, conversation that if you see, uh, you know, if you're engaging with mindless content, that's what you're going to, you know, take in. And that's what's going to constantly pop up on your feed. But if you're going for that above and beyond content, then your feed's going to be a lot better. You're going to be doing it with intention. And, you know, I've been even thinking about muting the words GM and GN and active right now and all that. So I'm probably going to do that soon. Um, but yeah, just a couple of things that I was uh, thinking of while uh, you guys were having this conversation. No, I think you bring up a great point. We'll get to Jeremy here in one second. And it's something I was thinking a lot about. It's like if, if I go to someone's profile and it's just all engagement from me, like there's nothing wrong with it. Like, like GM all you want, no problem at all. It's just be aware that if like I, if someone goes to view that profile and all they see is, is the engagement stuff, like you're less likely to be followed by the kinds of people you probably want to be followed by if you're trying to grow in this space and you're more likely to get followed by people who may engage with your content, but they're not necessarily going to be a sticky audience or ever participate in anything that you put out there, like a newsletter, or if you did want to drop some kind of project or something like that, or or go see you speak, like it, it matters the kind of tribe that you're attracting and you garner that through content in your niche. What's going on, Jeremy? Yeah, just to piggyback off that, I mean, it's a bit of a rabbit hole, you know, in engagement farming, does it provide value and should you do it? Um, I think that's that's sort of a question, a question for another time, because I want to kind of take it back to the basics. You know, you had mentioned that if you're watching a lot of this self-development content that you imagine that people will eventually incorporate that into their lives because that's something they aspire to be. Um, but the reality is, is that's typically not the case like we tend to see i don't have a statistic offhand to support this but you know a lot of people don't ever start and that's kind of the 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 piece of this that i want to introduce you know we talked about you know being adaptable being ready to pivot but like you know spending too much time identifying the perfect purpose or the right mission can very easily keep you from starting at all and you know, most of the content that I consume is 
content from the people who support me. Like I spend, I would say 60 to 80% of my time consuming content in my comments. And the other 40, 20% is looking for the valuable information that is kind of outside my niche. You know, like I talk a lot about vFriends and then my, my like secondary niche is web three education where my third niche is more like the, the high level storytelling, which I'm like moving toward over time. But it's important for me as a leader in the community to be able to speak on what's going on with the trial of Jimmy and what Azuki's launching and other projects. So, so that's where I spend some time as well. Um, but everyone is going to have a different reason for, for sticking with it. But if you have any inkling that you might like this, you're not going to be able to have the clarity of why you'd want to keep doing it unless you t try it first. Like you literally just need to get started. And so then I think it's also important to kind of like de-risk what valuable content is like for somebody who's just getting started, posting a GM is hugely valuable content. Um, for somebody who's just getting started, like you, I, I would recommend that you think less about like, is this valuable? and more about who responded and how, how did they react, you know? Also, a huge hack for when you're just getting started is the, like, reply guy meta, but, like, not GM replies, but, like, you know, if Chris says GM, it's like, hey, how's the newsletter going? You know, that's way more valuable than, than a throwaway comment. Um, but, like, content is content. More is more. And the more you put out there, the more response you'll get. So it may take a lot, a little time. Like everybody starts at zero. Nobody was watching my shit when I started either. That's just the way these, these things go. But I just think it's important to emphasize, like, try something. And if you don't know what to create, then document what you're already doing, what is already part of your life or the baby steps you're taking to become the person you want to become. There's a lot of great points there, bro. And I just want to hone in on a few of them. Uh, for starters, uh, most people don't make it into a convo, which I think is big. So I actually have to work on this. So like I leave, I try to leave like insightful, like replies. So I'll either like sort of summarize, I guess what they talked about, or I, it's usually like me throwing in like my two cents on like whatever idea it is, but turning it into a convo is a huge one because after I leave that reply, I'm not going to lie. I don't always go back. Like, because I have so many like rolling in, like I just have that bell icon, like going because, you know, like I'll set aside like 20 minutes to just reply to like 50, you know, tweets. So I, I like have to work on that. I have to work on like being able to go back and like keep a convo going. Like, I think, you know, you know, your example is just like saying like, how's the newsletter going, right? Like most people aren't doing that. Most people are just leaving a GM response or this or that. So like, it's not even as, as hard as you may think to like stand out. And then the other point I think that you hit is uh, responding to people that support you is huge because I've noticed this like throughout my life. I'm so I'm always optimizing for growth that I don't optimize for maintenance and maintenance is more important than growth because in anything like I could give like an agency and an uh, analogy. You could say like, you know, you have an agency and you have all these clients and like you're gaining clients every month, but you're losing more than you're gaining or like it's like an even amount. So it's like there's no point, right? It's like evens out every month. So it's like you gain a client, you lose it, but you get another one. And like most people would argue that is not a good agency because it means something's wrong. So I think it's very important because as I go through like the Twitter, like like just posting on Twitter and like making this content, I'm always trying to like think about, okay, how can I get more followers, like more likes? How do I get more people? But like, I'm not optimizing for like keeping the people that are there. So I think it is important to say like, don't just go out and like reply to new people, like reply to the people that support you now. Because I think like I've heard Gary V say this, that like, if you can't even give attention to like the 10 people that like you now, when you're at the, at the bottom, like you, you shouldn't have 20 K like you shouldn't like that. That just makes sense. So yeah, I, I'm going to end it there, but I thought those are some really good points, Jeremy. Yeah, and one there's a great sales quote that, that summarizes this as well, which is the fortune is in the follow-up. And so, like, be proactive with that. Like, don't wait for someone to comment on your thing to engage with them. Like, you know, you have, you have a list in your followers of everyone who's ever supported you, even if it was just with one click. And I guarantee you if you scroll your follower list by, by the PFP or the name, you'll recognize people who you see more in your notifications. And, you know, it goes a long – like, it goes a long fucking way. Like – just a very, very quick story. 
you know, to, to just reach out to somebody and say, how are you out of the blue? You never know what's going to happen. Like, this is a very true story and I'll keep it very short. I, I had like a hundred followers on Instagram and I said, how are you to some guy who liked my post? And he proceeded to tell me that he had like no friends. He was totally new to the space. It meant the world to him that I had done that. And that started a friendship between he and I. He later came and visited me in New York City. And a few months after that, he actually gifted me a mutinate when they were like three ETH. And I, I sold it to pay for a significant part of my wedding. So like, you know, don't expect that to happen. And I certainly didn't expect anything to just reach out to him. But like, um, you never know what a simple act of kindness can yield. Dude, that is the perfect story because I had something, Chris, I'll throw it to you that we can obviously throw it to the hands. Uh, but I'm going to chime in with my, it's not really like a story, but I actually did have somebody recently DM me because I was replying to their tweets, like a few of them. And they actually DM me. I want to see if I can pull it up if I have Twitter open, but it was basically something along the lines of like, thank you for being like my only reply guy when I have like, you know, like a hundred non-active followers. And I was like, I literally responded. I'm like, bro, are you kidding me? I'm like, I don't look at like numbers. I look at good content and good people. Like, seriously, like, that's what I'm like. I would not be replying to somebody if I didn't think they were giving value. I'm never like, I never see a good tweet. And then my first thought is like, oh, it's a good tweet. It's valuable. But let me see how many followers they have. Like, I think people don't talk enough because you hear like, and it makes sense, like go for the big accounts just because you can get, you know, if you leave insightful, like value replies, you could get the impressions. But I think most people don't talk about like hitting the small accounts because like you said, Jeremy, like that could mean like that, that important of a friendship is like insane. So like, even with this guy, like, I don't know if we'll become friends, but like, he just appreciated that I was like replying when nobody else was. And I was like, dude, if you put out good content, I'm going to reply to it. Like, I don't optimize. I don't like look for like Im impressions per se. Cause I think the only big person I ever reply to is like NFT God. So other than that, I'm just hitting like all the homies, like all the people in this space like Chris, IV, like all that stuff. So, yeah. There's some great points there and, and incredible stories. So I just want to say we're definitely in the right circle here based on this conversation. These are the people you want to kind of be around. So I'm, I feel fortunate to have these people in my circle. So thank everyone on stage for sure. I do see a couple of hands that we will get to them in two seconds. <clears throat> Sorry. I just want to do a quick recap because there was a lot of alpha just dropped, a lot of really good information. Um, just to start out, like Jeremy mentioned um, putting out uh, like – the more you put out, the better, in a sense, which is very true, um, especially when it comes to re reply guy life. But I just, I did want to resonate, and I'm sure he meant this as well. But like, definitely don't sacrifice quality for quantity. Like, quality is always going to be the number one thing you should focus on. And I just wanted to also put this out that Flourish writes full stories on the replies. This guy is hustling. Like, his replies are literal tweets. It's actually wild. Like, you should go check his comments. Like, I don't know how he does it. He's extremely good at just like writing and like. It's it's wild, but uh, it's definitely something to uh, to look up to. And uh, Ben Benjamin tweeted something the other day that I really liked. It was support your supporters. I'm sure he got that from somewhere, but like that's a really great point, and like I think that's kind of what we're resonating here. And uh, another key thing, and this is something that I think a lot about, is like you got to put yourself into the feedback loop. Like we're all in this feedback loop, and and that comes to like your engagement, but it also just comes to like in your real life. Like if you're not putting out love into the world, you don't really necessarily get it back. So like you actually have to, you have to do work to put yourself into the feedback loop or whatever it is you're trying to achieve. So the secret of life, it's a law of life. You got to give to receive, and that's just how it is. And yeah, I just wanted to um, touch on those kind of points to get to these hands. I think the ducks have their hand up first. I will say, appreciate you coming up. Uh, this is a no shill zone. Not that I think you will, but I just want to put that out there. <clears throat> uh, no worries. I'm not shilling anything. So uh, I'm uh, under NFT OG here. So not the project I'm kind of running now. So never mind. Uh, anyway, big Thank you. shout out to you, Chris and Flourish uh, for the spaces. And I am truly thankful for Gentle Tornado because ever since I started following him, I started coming to really awesome spaces and not the bullshit ones that kind of mean nothing and are a waste of time. So Gentle T, appreciate it. Uh, yesterday I was at the Web Free uh, Way by Ben Jamin and it was absolutely amazing, like three and a half hours talking about how to build your brand and everything. So that was, that was truly inspiring and I'm actually going to release a nice thread about it 
summing up all of the juicy stuff from that. Um, I have one question for you guys, as you are uh, really experienced in this space, you know, with building brand and all. So we have recently taken over a Twitter handle, right? So we kind of have to build the brand from scratch, which I'm trying to do. And it's pretty hard to like reach out to more people when others already kind of crossed you out and, you know, think that you're like this meme guy or, you know, they've already kind of labeled you in a specific way. So I'm trying to change that image, which is really hard, you know, and kind of reaching out to more people as well. You don't want to do like giveaways and, you know, like retweet, tag three people, etc., because you end up with bots, right? So that's kind of my question. How would you actually go about it? Well, my, one of my ideas is obviously spaces to kind of share the love and, you know, that's what I want to do, share the duck love. Uh, but I would greatly appreciate your input on this. So I don't like putting people on the spot, especially if they didn't um, hear their uh, name first. It's always nice to say someone's name, then the question, but um, I can cover this if, if not. But uh, Super Spaces, I think you'd be in a very appropriate person to answer this. And um, if you're there, you can answer. If not, I do see Flourish with his hand up. Yeah, let's pass it to Flourish. I just wanted to get a coffee. I'm sorry. But I'm uh, happy to chime in. Yeah, no worries. I, I kind of figure, I mean, that is very typical of um, spaces in general. But what's going on, Floor? Yeah, so if I'm, like, understanding it correctly, too, I, I thought maybe, you know, Chris, like, if uh, like at some point you had an answer, too, just because, um, again, if I'm understanding it right, it's sort of like changing the account to something else, which I think, obviously, like, you, uh, you've talked about that in the past, how you, like, you changed it into to what it is now and that can be tricky right because you built up a fan base who likes x thing and now you're doing y thing and it's just like not really transferring the audience over um but i think a huge thing just to like shortcut your way there like obviously spaces is is absolutely a big one for people to like hear your voice i do think that's big um been trying to do them daily like missed two days but uh we are back at it but i think what isn't talked about enough and i don't want to just say like a paid uh, tier to anything but like networking is huge obviously so even being in like the one percent club with nft god i think that is like given me such like not like an advantage but like everybody in there is in there for the same reasons everybody's building so everybody supports one another so i think like not that you have to be in some sort of paid tier uh it is like it is cheap but like if you want to take advantage of something like that, if there's a creator out there, because I think the reason a paid tier works so well is because you know this person's audience and the people that are going to pay to get into some sort of group that's hosted by this person are the types of people that you want to be around, right? So NFT God, if you look at his replies, if you look at like his audience, like all these people are like, you know, insightful, they want to provide value. So obviously when he releases a paid tier, he pretty much curated all those people for you. So now you don't have to go out of your way and try to find 500 people who, who, you know, create and throw out content, like all this stuff. Like you don't have to look for that. They're already there for you on these people's profiles, which I think is huge. But to, to take it the not paid way too, like I think like the way I really started to get engagement, because like in the beginning I was doing this like engagement farm group type thing, which eventually I realized was just probably like, I was relying on that too heavily, uh, switched over to like Chris, Chris just made a group chat and it wasn't like a, like post your tweet in here to get a hundred likes type group chat. It was literally just a group chat of people he thought was cool. And we just like talked, we literally just talked in that group chat and then we were like, Hey, let's do spaces. And then we just like talk content and like all this stuff. But now we all like support each other. So I think I saw my engagement increase for sure. When I just got into these little like networks of people because I think that's really important. Like if you want to take it the paid way, you want to pay like five a month for, for that, that's fine. But I think the idea is just curating a group around you, like a small group that will support you. And it's not because you will be purged if you don't support. It's because, you know, they want to support you. They want to be there for you. And obviously that can expand over time. Uh, so, yeah, that that's my that's my answer to that. Uh, Flourish, that was excellent. That's really good advice. I uh, know NFT Gold quite well. I've been following him for a long time now. So, uh, yeah, very valuable content and always on point. And I, uh, I agree with 
basically all of his uh, like one percent uh, better every day and kind of you know try to try to improve yourself and try to be better than the you from the yesterday you know kind of so it's it's really really awesome stuff so yeah i appreciate that i never actually thought about joining the the paid version uh, to be honest i'm on the subscriber list but kind of i don't know never thought twice about that for some reason don't know why I guess I'm uh, cheap, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's very valuable, very valuable points because it gets uh, away all of the let's say people, and it's it's like the creme de la creme. So yeah, appreciate that. Uh, another question uh, for you guys. Uh, apologies for not giving a name first because I don't really know you guys, so I don't know who's responsible for what. But have you actually heard of any like uh, groups? where people put in links to really good spaces like like an alpha group for you know spaces because it's sometimes it's hard to find the good ones from all of the bullshit that's around so it's if i don't know if something like that exists or not yeah that's a great question and i'll just summarize real quick i had I, like the, your first question was extremely good i wanted to add two cents to it and then um, I do see those hands even up for a while. We will get to those, but I think for this particular question, Superspaces put their hand up, which makes a lot of sense because it's really in their in their niche. And it sounds like you took over an account that had a bad reputation. And I would just say, is you're gonna have to build it's point four on my list is modify on the fly. And basically, you're pivoting your content now. So what you have to do now is you have to build a new audience, you have to fix your reputation, and you have to have good intentions and provide value and engage with the community. That's it. If you have good intentions, you create consistent content, and you're in the community. Everyone will forget about the old you. That's just just as how it is, and it takes time and it takes hard work. So that's kind of just to summarize that. But super spaces, um, you could answer the question about the calendar. That is a great question. Yeah, man, appreciate uh, that that uh, forward, Chris. So basically, uh, ducks. I think it's a it's a very important question. You have to curate your your consumption right and curating quality spaces is, is really up there because we spend how many hours 40 hours more or, or more than that every week in spaces so what we were obsessed with was how can we quantify the quality of a space and then there's a few variables there obviously uh, attendance is important because that's a good indicator of quality if you have a lot of people listen to you chances are you have something valuable to say whether it's entertainment or, or education right and then another metric, so we score spaces from 0 to 100. If you're a host, you host a space, you can get a score, and you can check that on our site. Uh, but another metric that I think is very important is how sticky is your audience, right? So are they just transient, listening in for a minute or two, uh, and then leaving, or are they really tuning in for the entirety of the show? So that also factors into the score. And we have a bunch of more metrics that you can check out on the site, but basically what we launched is a leaderboard where you can see the top 100 across all Web3 that are ranked the highest in terms of the score, and you can see which uh, person is live at the moment, who's the host that's live. And so right now, if you check it, you will see that PO is live, Captain Zwingli, NFT Kid, and those, like, I personally join them, and I'm getting really good value out of those uh, as well. So the top 100 is usually a place that I look at to find really good quality spaces. Um, so that's just kind of like what we build and what we offer. So that is, a, that is an alpha there that definitely I would I recommend taking. And then the second point that I would bring for spaces is find creators you like and, and join their spaces. Because um, I like to think that I, I host daily and it's all very thoughtful conversations. But one of the downsides of our, our spaces, um, Flourish and I, sometimes we have a smaller audience. And actually, I sometimes really enjoy the smaller audiences. I feel like you can actually have um, different conversations as well. And... And if you did like a conversation like we're having here, we have conversations like this. And sometimes there's only five, six people in the space. And they've been really great in that sense. And, and you know, creators like that, it's, it's, it's such a nuanced thing that it would be so hard to articulate in a score. So what I would say as another option is find creators that you enjoy and turn on the notifications for spaces. And then you can get into that ecosystem because something that like I've, I join a lot of small spaces with under... 12 people and they're some of my absolute favorites and you actually build up a really nice relationship with these people because you're supporting them early and you're actually on the journey with them right so i would definitely um you know take both methods and you'll you'll find some good spaces that way so that's what i would have to say with that but we do have some hands up here for a while uh what's going on louis yeah so i was just gonna say jeremy brought up a little bit the the whole reply guy thing um definitely an underrated thing um 
people post because they they have something that they want to share. Um, something was interesting to them, um, and they wanted to share it with the world. Uh, it's a, it's a form of vulnerability if you think about it. Um, so definitely, don't be selfish. I would say don't be selfish with your replies. If you get something that some value of something, um, why not why not reply? You know, it, it doesn't really hurt you. Um, there's a thought that came to your mind when you read that tweet or that thread. Um, might as well give give that thought that you had out for other people um, to kind of ponder on. Um, and then, you know, you, you realize that in those tweets, what I found a lot, um, a lot of my content, a lot of my tweets and threads, they actually come from the replies or or jumping onto Twitter spaces. But a lot of them are very much so from the replies. And, you know, these conversations that you're just soundboard you know, bouncing off one another um, with other people. Um, there's so much value from it. So I would just say definitely, definitely don't um, don't hold back on replying. It's I mean, it's there for a reason. Just remember that intent is everything, right? It, when you go into a reply, your intent and what you expect out of that reply and what you're why you're doing it is very important. Um, expecting, you know, just I'm going to do this because I think this will get more eyes on my tweets. Um, you can kind of feel it in the replies. I, I can tell when someone replies to me just because um, they're replying just to get eyes on that on themselves um, versus an actual genuine conversation um, going back and forth. So those are some thoughts. Um, Chris, I know there's a couple questions also in the comments. I don't know, Flourish, if you want to go over those at some point, but I appreciate what you guys are doing here. Well, that's a couple of good points you bring there. I, I would throw a nuance. That's just a nuance. I am on the same page as you, but I would say as well, throwing thoughtful comments on big accounts in your niche is a different strategy that you can do as well. Like, like going to throw, like maybe you didn't necessarily want to comment on NFT God's thing, but it's not a horrible idea because it will get a lot of eyes of relevant people if you are in that same thing. So what you're saying is definitely true and I do resonate, but there is a nuance there. Flourish. Did you want to uh, bring up one of the comments from the uh, comment section? And we are getting close to an hour, so we do have to kind of cap this here soon. But maybe you could uh, tackle those. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm looking at the top. And we do see you, code. Don't worry. Just give us a minute here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, It just says, do you have the news blog on Twitter or directly to email? So uh, I think uh, you replied to that, uh, Lewis, but it basically is on... um, so the way I do it personally, like, cause I think a lot of people are confused when they come to my profile and see that, like, I've had a lot of people hit me up in the DMS about like how I still have that showing on my profile. That's because I'm using uh review or review or seriously say it like every other way, but I use that platform to show it on my Twitter profile. But basically, yes, it does go out to to the email list. So anybody who goes on your profile and subscribes to that newsletter, they will get sent an email. So it's not sent out through the Twitter. Uh, Twitter's just a way to basically promote the newsletter a much like I think it's a great approach because honestly, there has to be some traffic that's driven towards a newsletter. And Twitter's a great way. So uh, obviously, like when you write threads or, you know, if people just like the tweets that you're making uh, at the end of threads. I'll just throw my newsletter in there because it just makes sense. You know, I'll say like if you like the visuals, if you like the writing, just go sub to the newsletter. So a bit of a long winded answer. But basically it is uh, the it does go out directly to people's emails. Twitter is just sort of the way that we take the approach of promoting the newsletter to people. We'd love to hear that. And someone brought up the other day, this is just like a random thought, is there's like, is there the one thing, like we are the Web3 community, you know, we're all about owning our thing and Substack technically is the one who would own our newsletters. And I'm wondering if there's like a decentralized newsletter platform out there. If anyone knows of that, throw it in the comments, it would be interesting because that's kind of a cool concept. Um, But Code, you had your hand up. Was there something you wanted to say before we uh, end this? You know what? I realized that um, it was probably some ego-based shit. So I just put my hand down so I could just shut the fuck up and listen. 
Well, you love to hear that. Self-awareness on point with code. Um, I mean, I would encourage you this just to kind of speak your mind, but if you want to keep that and maybe reword in your head, I mean, that's no problem at all. So here's the thing is I had quite a, a few points to make and we didn't get to even 1% of them. Like on the four points, we literally hit one and it, we literally got just bullet points within that and we got to two of them. So this could be really just turn into a series because there's a whole bunch of things we can go on. Like um, the next part of this is build, being in attention with your profile and how to build a good profile. I mean, that could probably be a space all in itself. So that might be something that we schedule for the next. I don't have a time, but you will have a day's notice. And all I can say is it might be worth turning on notifications for Twitter spaces if you enjoy this kind of content, because this is what Flourish and I and, uh, usually talk about. So I don't know. Uh, anyone on stage want to have any last kind of words, feel free to kind of put it out now. Otherwise, we'll play the intro music and uh, we'll see you next time. I'll hop in here real quick. Uh, obviously, just for like, you know, not like closing words, really, just like sort of thanking everybody for being here. So I guess that is closing words. Uh, but actually a very good space today. Um, obviously, not even just I mean, like how many people actually showed up? Like I see like, you know, see crayons in the audience. Kaylin's been here. Ziana was here. TM, Len, like uh, what's it called? It? Uh, funky, like so many people I know in the audience, I can't even call them all out. But very good space today. A lot of good conversation. Uh, like Chris, like you said, I'm glad we didn't even hit all the points because that just means we can, you know, actually expand on it in another space. So with that said, seriously, thank you everybody for being here. Always great conversation. And uh, Chris, I'll let you hit hit the music if you want. <laughs> can I quickly echo what Chris, uh, sorry, what Fleur said? I uh, just want to thank everyone. I think absolutely jam-packed with Alpha. Uh, you, yeah, I, I learned something today that's going to change the way that I operate. Uh, I have this idea now on how to make good mornings more valuable, which is with a good morning tooltip around how we can, yeah, use super spaces to level up as creators. And so that combines kind of a good morning with a something actionable like a tooltip. And so uh, love that. Uh, Chris, it's a privilege to be part of your creator journey and, and to help you guys grow. And, and yeah, really excited for what's to come. So thank you for having us. Jeremy? <clears throat> Hey, sorry, I was just uh, in the DMs. Um, the gold is in the DMs, my friends. You know, it doesn't hurt to just reach out. Um, like somebody I was in, in oh, I would say semi-active collaboration with, you know, talking about what we could do between our two projects, just hit me up. They were like, sorry, I was out for the entire month of December. I needed a social detox. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to reply to your message. I'm super grateful that you know your boundaries. Um, just, just, just adding that. What I wanted to add was a little gentle tornado uh, inspiration and energy here at the end. I don't know what everybody's situation is in the room. Um, clearly, you're you're curious about Web three. I think it's also fair to say you have some uh, interest in defining your brand. And um, and I, and my dog is really excited for you to get started on that journey or continue that journey. But like simplify like keep things as simple as you possibly can and I'm, I'm i'm also giving advice to myself like um i'm much more of a of an act first reflect later kind of person you might really want to like make everything perfect before you present yourself to the world but gary v who um you know our lord and savior gary v I, I always I always joke. I'm like, I'm sure people think I'm just like a total act play. It's really funny. Like I was barely a Gary Vee fan before V Friends. Totally other topic. He does have a very useful tactic for people when they are unsure of how to begin. And the reality is a lot of us want to do some degree of this brand building. And that is to create a manifesto. Don't be concerned about it being clean or even clear, but set aside all distractions, record a video of your face, like a selfie video, and just talk for one, two, five minutes about all of your thoughts surrounding this idea of defining your brand. And I guarantee you there will be some gem there that will, that will lead, that will be the first breadcrumb that you can follow. So like literally just set your insecurities aside, be vulnerable with yourself for a second. Ideally you can post this video raw and give people an indication that you have this intention, but 
whether or not you do that, it is so powerful to just say, this is where I am in this moment. This is how I feel right now. This is what this is what I, I'm in process of doing and want to begin. And if and that will change and I will record this manifesto as many times as I need to until I find that what I feel is like aligned, perfect, purpose, mission, slogan, whatever to like carry on for the long term. Um, so just a little pep talk at the end, like you are already enough. You don't have to do this. There's no right answer to any of this. So if you're here still at the very end, listening to some raving pink faced heart trooper tell you, you can do it. Just do it. Just do it. Please take some time as soon as you possibly can right now would be absolutely best record a little bit. Don't jump into another Twitter spaces. Just record a video right now. Make it 30 seconds. Top of your head. What? Why does it matter to you to define your brand and 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 get that word vomit out until you feel like something has been accomplished and then move forward from there and make sure to like watch the video too right so you can get that feedback loop so that's what I wanted to say just just please go for it love that advice let's go I always say action breeds action so just getting started is the first step to success with that everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Turn on notifications for Spaces if you enjoy this content. I try to do this every single day. And Flores joins me when he can, which is often. See you, everybody. <laughs>